This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 74. guest and I'm so excited. It's my daughter, Bridget. Hi, Bridget. Hi. How are you doing, babe? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So Bridget's in Texas and I'm in Michigan and we decided that we would record a podcast for you all. And it's going to be about leadership, but we're going to bring in the Myers-Briggs part of it. And that's where Bridget's expertise comes in. So we're basically going to be talking about leadership and how the different Myers-Briggs, what do you call them, types, Bridget? Yeah, the different types. types, Yeah, personality types are as leaders and also their challenges as leaders and how perhaps if you know your type, you can become a better leader. So that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, that's right. And it's going to be a two-party, two-parter. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to do this in two parts because the Myers-Briggs system has 16 personality types. And um, so yeah, it'll be a just a lot for one podcast. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to split it into two. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. I, I love this stuff. So I'm excited about it. All right. So do we want to say anything else? Oh, I know. I do have one thing I need to say before we mm-hmm. get started. I want to let you all know that I'm going to be doing a podcast where I answer your questions in the next couple of weeks. So if you're listening to this podcast right now and you would like me to answer a question from you on the podcast, if you send me an email at jacapeldvm um, at gmail.com, then I will get that question on the air. And if you want me to say your name, tell me so. And if you want to be anonymous, you can say that as well. And we'll be answering some questions. And I'm hoping to do at least one podcast of question and answers. And maybe I'll have Bridget on there as well. She might be able to help answer some questions about the Myers-Briggs and Enneagram and all that. Yeah, so if you're interested in that, send some questions on that. Uh, So anyway, just reach out. Um, I'd love to hear from you. And we'll have a podcast where we just answer questions. All right. So today, Bridget and I are going to talk about leadership and the Myers-Briggs system. And today's podcast is going to be the extroverts. So what do you want to say about the extrovert? All of the extrovert types. Yeah. Well, I think we said this on the Myers-Briggs uh, original episode that we did, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, you don't have to be a people person to be an extrovert. Uh, same thing with being an introvert. You don't have to be anti-people. <laughs> In fact, there's a lot of introverts that are very pro-people and love being around people. Yes, um, and a it, lot of people in the veterinary profession are introverted. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of us. I mean, I'm not particularly. I'm an extrovert, but there are a lot of introverts. So would you say that the extroverts in the in the industry are there? There are less extroverts. So maybe yes, um, yeah. So maybe if you are an extrovert in a world of introverts as a veterinary professional, um, this will be helpful for you in your leadership style and maybe working with other extroverts and how that balances out. Um, but the the extroverted types are. Essentially, if you had a really hard day and you come home and you, you know, would want to talk to one other person or uh, interact with someone and you don't need to, you know, shut yourself in and be alone, you're probably an extrovert. Um, 
don't but know, if you my... come home and you need to have a little downtime and hide away and not talk, yeah, maybe you're an introvert. Yeah. So you kind of gain your your uh, energy from being out in the world, not even people necessarily, but just being being out interacting. Um, you get more energy from that than being alone. And so when you're an introvert, sometimes being out there all day is tiring. Yeah, even if you're not interacting with people, if you're just doing a lot and there's a lot of sensory information coming in um, from people and going places and doing things, um, and that is more draining to you, then you're more likely an introvert. Okay. And if you are an introvert, and we are talking about extroverts today on this podcast, you definitely want to listen because the introverted people will be able to figure out what the extroverted people are like, Mm -hmm. and it will help you. So if you're an introvert, this still is a good podcast for you to listen to, even though we're talking about the extroverted types today, right? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's interacting with all different types all the time. Mm -hmm. And we all need to learn about each other in order Mm -hmm. to have good interactions and be great leaders. That's right. Right? Okay. So what we thought we'd do, we we just want to acknowledge where we got some of our information. Bridget's very much an expert in this Enneagram um, and Myers-Briggs and personality profiling. Um, She's really well-versed and well-studied in it. But some of our information we took from um, Psychology Junkie. Uh, That was one of the spots where we got some of our information for today's podcast and also the Personality Hacker um, group that does a podcast, the Personality Hackers. So just to give them a little acknowledgement. Yeah, absolutely. They have a great podcast and a lot of information and great tools for, you know, if you're not sure what type you are and you need to figure it out or you're you're really sure what your type is and you want to get into the cognitive functions and, you know, really go deep with Myers-Briggs, they have great resources. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I would recommend checking them out. Okay. So we thought we would start with the ENTJ. And do you want to tell um, the audience a little bit about what the ENTJ is and stands for? Sure. Uh, well, for each of the types, there is, we, they each have a little nickname for their leadership style. Um, but for the ENTJ, um, they, their driver function, the function that they, they lead with and that how they show up and function in the world is extroverted thinking, um, and it's nicknamed effectiveness. Um, and yeah, they are, their leadership style is the assertive leader. Yeah. That's their nickname in, um, the leadership. Yeah. Vernacular, vernacular. So yeah. And these people, their strengths are that they're very decisive and confident They're big dreamers, and they're very honest. They're the people that say exactly what they mean. They're they're not going to give you any fluff. Yeah, they're basically going to be honest, even if it hurts your feelings, right? Yeah, and I think we wanted to start with them because they're maybe your classic like idea of a leader. You know, if you were to draw up a cartoon or something of a leader, you might be an ENTJ. they're, they're pretty, uh, yeah, they have a lot of authority and it's just kind of innate in them. They kind of know what they want and go for it. So they if you're in a it. group and somebody jumps right up, it's probably an ENTJ. Possibly, yeah. And volunteers um, to be the leader. Yeah. Definitely some kind of EJ. Um, but yeah, so they have, they lead with uh, logic and effectiveness. Um, they have an innate ability to direct people, kind of what I said um, earlier. They kind of, they, they have a lot of ideas and they're good at 
implementing them and getting people moving. Um, yeah, and organized and influential. So they're pretty directive type people. They'll make really quick, competent decisions and yeah, decide take if something. Yeah, take charge kind of people. And very interested in systems working properly. Like that is their strength is there's something that I want to make work. And like, especially if it's a, an out there idea, they can really figure out like what is the most efficient, objective, logical way to go about making it happen in the real world. So they can implement or cause others to implement it for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those are their strengths, those people. And like we said, they are the most obvious people. When you think of leaders, you're going to think of these kind of people. They're going to be big, bold people usually. Yeah. I wouldn't say um, they're necessarily like big personalities. They just have a lot of, I don't know, authority about them. Um, Sometimes ENTJs might uh, even identify as introverts because they're not necessarily super people oriented. And I think we'll get to that in the weaknesses. um, They're more systems oriented. Like they're more interested in things over people, um, but they're extroverted in that they are really skilled at dealing with, you know, they're good at driving people and they're good at dealing with um, making things effective in the real world. So they're not confused. They usually know what no. to do and they're <laughs> yeah. usually logical and effective. Yeah. Yeah. Those are their strengths. So. Um, yeah, in, in their weaknesses, that can lead to them um, sometimes being so objective that they steamroll over people um, to get where they want to go. They're not really hung up on anybody else's feelings. No, no. They have more of the – part of their weaknesses is they're not super detailed always because of the fact that they think in big dreams. Yeah, they're, they're super the big picture and, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the other weaknesses we were talking about is that they, they're they fast-paced, and so sometimes they'll leave others in the dust. So that's another one of the things right, that right. they need to work on. Yeah, missing details. They're, they're yeah, they're very quick to move forward um, because they're so focused on the big picture. The big picture thinking. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways that they can do better if you are an ENTJ and you need to improve your leadership style is you need to get somebody that has that different thinking, more of the feeling thinking that can help you you figure it out, what feelers are doing. So you're going to want to learn to, yeah, deal better with feelers, like be, um, you know, you don't necessarily need to be cushy and sensitive, but just to be open to, um, you know, how your team might be feeling or having someone that can be an advocate for you. Um, they work well with a team of people, like a team of advisors, um, and especially intuitives, because uh, intuitives are usually abstract idea people, um, and that'll help them flesh out their ideas. But also um, having the sensors there to help too, uh, because sensors are really good at the detail work, the practicality, the um, you know the little minutia that sometimes intuitives feel bogged down with. So instead of running over their people, if they have others that can say, well, wait a minute, our morale is down because you're steamrolling. We need to bring our morale up. Those those other sensors and the intuitives can help them figure that out. Right. Yeah. And deal with the feeling feeling types. Exactly. Yeah. And keeping morale up and dealing with the the personal needs. If you can um, 
outsource that to uh, some of your <laughs> feeler friends. Well, and that's a <laughs> that really good point. I think a lot of times when you are in a position of leadership or even if you're not technically a leader in charge of a group, but if you are part of a team, what we tend to forget is that not all of us have all the strengths. And so if you're going to be a very effective leader, you have to have people around you that have different strengths than yours. So you can kind of fill the gaps in, you know, of, of your own deficiencies as your personality type or your leadership style, or, you know, even the way your brain works. Like Bridget and I were working on this podcast and I said, oh, thank goodness I have you because I get lost in all these details and, you know, you're more of a detailed person so we can kind of balance each other out. And that's, that's very true in leadership in any organization, whether it's your veterinary hospital or something else that you're working with a group of people. Mm -hmm. And that's why this kind of stuff is important to talk about. Right, right. So it's, it's more, you know, learning learning about yourself so that you can find out what kind of other people you need to have in your corner you know less so about changing yourself to make to make yourself like you know an ENTJ is not gonna be a feeler type they're just ever they're not wired for that so recognizing that and acknowledging it but then also you know knowing that that can be a weakness of yours and having people there to help you will only make you a better leader right Yep. More and that's why we're talking about this today. More effective, which is what they want to be. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're more effective with other people. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Great. All right. So that was ENTJ. Is there anything else we need to say about that type? No, I think that's great. All right. So the next type we're going to talk about is the ENTP. And so what do you want to say about them, Bridge? Right. So difference moving from the last type. Um these are perceivers. This is a perceiving thinker type. Um, they lead with extroverted intuition, um, which personality hacker nick- nicknames exploration, um, which means that they are big idea people. They're kind of a constant stream of ideas, which is awesome. <laughs> which is fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the things that they're good at, well, their nickname are... is the innovative leader. Okay. Yeah, well, that so makes sense. Visionary ideas. ideas. Right. Yep. Okay. And these people are very competitive and strategic in their thinking. And these are your typical or stereotypical, I should say, entrepreneurs. So the people yep, that definitely. are always starting new businesses and coming up with ideas, you know, probably our sh- a lot of our sharks on the shark tank. Are these yeah. type of people because they're all into that entrepreneurship? Uh, kind of like a Better Call Saul type. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Better Call Saul. Yeah, that's great. Yep. And um, these people like challenges, and they're always trying to challenge themselves, and thus the entrepreneurial spirit, trying to make up new businesses and things like that. They're the type of people that are really into personal growth, which is something I love. I love the personal growth. Um, economy or yeah <laughs> that that thing that whole the thing world of, yeah yeah I just love that um they like change and trying new things they're not afraid to try new things and they're also good at troubleshooting and problem solving yeah they can, they mm-hmm. see ahead a lot of the time kind of like visionary types yeah yeah 
Maybe not as far as some of the introverted types we'll talk about, but um, they definitely are good at seeing like where things could go wrong and uh, steer around that. Um, yeah, they focus on how their opportunities might play out, but then they focus on how can I implement this logically. So they're they're pretty logical type thinkers, even though they're innovative and entrepreneurs. Yeah, I think okay. the logic is maybe if you think of it like another a layer underneath the visionary type. Gotcha. So it's more it's more a lot of ideas, but then they they check that with their with their logical side. So they're not only able to think of the things, but they're also able to logically think through them. Right. Okay. Yeah. Where they might have some trouble is um, they they tend to start a lot of projects because they get excited about a new idea and a new challenge, but sometimes they leave it unfinished um, because they get bored of it or like the follow through is a lot of a lot of work, a lot of detail. Um, so it's hard for them to you know see it through to its fruition. So sometimes they'll tend to procrastinate or just leave a project behind. Um, and they struggle sometimes with um, what is a priority in a project. So sometimes if they have a team of people, um, they think that all of their ideas need to be taken care of at once. So not only are they going to overwork themselves, um, they might be overworking their team in order to get their idea to go through. So if there's um, a leader in your miss that's really pushing very, very, very hard to get all these ideas done, they perhaps are this type. Yeah. Like if you have yeah. a boss that's really driving the team. Well, it might not even be driving. I feel like in, in ENTPs, um, it's more like they just, they have so many ideas and they might be throwing them at you. And if you are like an SJ type, who's like, I need to get it done in the right order. Um, that might be a little overwhelming because you're like, oh, you just gave me 10 things to do and I don't know how to do them all right now. So if you are an ENTP, maybe recognizing that, um, you might need someone to help you order your priorities. Um, yeah. And it's they can be, the they can be really competitive too. So they can kind of bulldoze the people around them uh, if they're not, if they're not being careful. Okay. And what, uh, is there anything else we want to say about them? Oh, what yeah, who do so, they need to help them? Like what yeah, kind of so, people do uh, they need around them? They're going to want a feeler. <laughs> to be on their team. Like us. You and I yeah. are feelers. <laughs> yeah. The ENTPs just, they they tend to, <laughs> I know this because I live with one. <laughs> they they play <laughs> the with people's experience. feelings. They think feelings are fun. And sometimes, uh, you know, we don't always, not everyone takes it that way. You know, uh, not everyone is as uh, easily, not so easily knocked over as they are. Um, so a feeling partner to offer advice on how to maintain morale and communication is really important for an ENTP. So the ENTP who's steamrolling people needs a feeler to help them not steamroll people yeah. and, and yeah. keep the morale up of their team. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, and that's absolutely. why you that married to one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we work really well together, keep actually. Keep them in check. <laughs> All right. Anything we, else we want to say about the ENTP? The innovative leader? No, I think they're the best and I think they make great leaders. So oh, there you go. Just got to gotta check in with those feelers every once in a while or your team's going to get over. <laughs> you're all going to be crying, right? Everybody's <laughs> going to go home crying every day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the next type that we're going to talk about is the ESTJ. And these are nicknamed the decisive leader. Mm-hmm. What else do you want to tell us about them? Uh, so the ESTJs lead with extroverted thinking. 
just like the ENTJs. So they're also very focused on effectiveness. The difference is that they are the in the SJ category or the Sentinels. So they are non-intuitive. They are sensors. Um, they're more concrete. They're more detailed. Um, they're really concerned with tradition and um, maintaining the beaten path in life. Um, there's 75% of them in the world, sensors more than intuitive. So there's um, a lot of them. So chances are, yeah. if you have leaders, you'll run in into a lot of ESTJs. You might have one of those. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you have one. Yes. Right? That's yep. on your team. Yes, I do. Okay. And these people are objective because they don't have that feeling stuff holding them back, right? <laughs> They're yep. very efficient. They can be very fair. Um, they love making those tough decisions and calling the shots. They mm-hmm. like to organize the team and get the job done. They're very fast-paced. They're, they like to work quickly. Um, they are sensible, usually. They don't have a lot of, like, um, well, I think sometimes the feelers are more dramatic, although some people with this type I know are a little bit dramatic. Um, (laughs) They, to other people, can seem very domineering. So if you're kind of a a person that doesn't enjoy that kind of energy of a very bossy person, this person I think you could see as a boss. Does that that true, Bridget? Yeah, I think they really like deep down enjoy a team, but they like they really enjoy being in charge. It's like it's my it's my system, it's my team, it's my um I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. It's my world and I'm in charge kind of Yeah, thing. kind of. It's like <laughs> this is the way it's been done and I'm going to implement that Make and sure I'm going to maintain it and <laughs> yeah, they're uh, getting done that way. Yeah, I mean, they get yeah. things done for sure, and um, very, very practical people. Um, they definitely like weigh the pros and cons, um, they, but they can be pretty black and white sometimes. So, um, having an intuitive to help you kind of see the see the gray, uh, the gray in the middle would be would be helpful. Yeah. Um, okay. So their weaknesses. About weaknesses. Yeah. So they also have a um, tendency to steamroll, bulldoze people, um, just to to get through to uh, get their goals accomplished. So if you're um, in a office where there's a ENTP and an ENTJ or ESTJ, you got two people steamrolling, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that could be a scary place to work. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be a, you know, that's two people that lead with effectiveness, you know? So if they both um, can see eye to eye on, on their goal, um, especially with one being the more practical, like real world tangible and the other one being the visionary idea person, like that, that could be, be a, a really good, good team. Okay. Right. But you're going to have to both recognize each other's strengths and, um, lead together rather than I think that would be the hardest other. thing is because neither yeah. one is going to want to be controlled or put in the back seat. Right. Yeah. Okay. So these are also the micromanagers at times yeah. they can be. And so that would be a weakness of theirs. Um, So that would be something to look out for if you are this type and try to make sure you're not micromanaging people on your team. Um, Because as this type, you are going to have a very clear vision of the things that you want and the way you think it should be done. But when you're part of a team, you have to be more open-minded 
and let some of your intuitives speak up because they will bring some good ideas to the table if you just listen, right? Yeah, they'll bring they'll bring newness and nuance uh, to to your world. So they're good people to have on your team. Yeah. Um, and, go ahead. Yeah. So something that we talk about in uh, Myers Briggs, especially, is the development of your cognitive functions. We don't need to get into that. We did that on the first podcast. But um, once you get closer to midlife, you should have your secondary function quite a bit more developed so you're more balanced um so when estjs get to midlife and they've developed their extroverted intuition which is their um co-pilot function um they might actually enjoy brainstorming with the other types a little bit more than they would naturally so as they develop as a leader Mm -hmm. yeah and that can, and that doesn't necessarily have to be midlife. You can, if you're younger and you're working on these things and you understand yourself, you're going to develop faster into that. I would think. Right. Actually, I just I misspoke on yourself. Um, extroverted intuition is their tertiary function, so that's like your function of play like and also. Yeah, that's the ten year old. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's where um you'll get into loops sometimes. So once you have that more developed. Um, it'll become more of a state of play, which, you know, leads to the brainstorming and um, being more open to other people's ideas. Okay. All right. So that's, so that's ESTJ. the ESTJ. Do you have anything else to say about them? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. We covered it. Good. Well, those are those are fun people. I like all these people. I, I think every time we talk about a type, I can kind of think of someone that I know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, you do that better than I do, but. I love it. So, okay. So the next one we're going to talk about is ESTP. And this one was nicknamed um, on Psychology Junkie, the Fearless Leader. Mm -hmm. So do you want to tell us a little bit about them? Sure. So ESTPs are, um, they're they're in the SP category or the the artisans, I think, um, in some, sometimes they categorize them in that area. Uh, And they lead with extroverted sensing. So they're different than all the types we've already talked about. Um, Extroverted sensing is nicknamed sensation in the uh, personality hacker uh, nicknames for the types. Mm -hmm. And so they're very um, real world people. Like they like to be out interacting with with things and the environment and they're very hands-on. They're very in the moment present types, all of the SPs. Um, so the ESTP nickname. So this type might, I think this type might be a type that would enjoy working in medicine because it's so hands-on. Yes, absolutely. I would imagine that people working in the veterinary profession, there's a fair number of these people. I'm sure. Yeah. I would guess. A lot of SPs. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're sensitive people. They, um, a lot of them, I mean, they're, they're all, yeah, very hands-on, very, um, they're consider- concerned with compassion a lot of the times. Um, yeah. Okay. And they're they're the kind of fun people, outgoing. They have a lot of charisma. Definitely. Especially they're, the, they're the, good at- the extroverted um, sensing perceivers. Yeah. They're very, so very tight. outgoing. Maybe some of the most outgoing of the types, especially with other people. Like they are very interested in uh, interacting with other people. So they might be making the YouTube videos at their veterinary hospitals and 
putting them yeah, out there yeah. and that kind of thing, this type mm-hmm. of person. Yeah, definitely. Because they like to be fun and they're um, the type of people that can see things that are going on and then take advantage of them and right. act quickly. Um, they're good at troubleshooting. These are the people that like to be out there speaking, like public speaking mm-hmm, is definitely. a big thing for this type. Um, they're humorous. Um, they like adventures, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. I always think of, um, at least in my profession, it's always the fight coordinators that are the ESTPs. The stage fight people that teach you yeah. how to fight on stage. Because uh, like they're, they're cool. solving problems in real time. They're trying to come up with like you're using your body and you're trying to make up like this choreography. And um, they're very like efficient and streamlined and they know how to keep you safe. And it's, yeah. So something about that spatial orientation because they're they're outwardly focused, they Mm -hmm. can do. And Mm -hmm. because they love the whole fun and they like to be out there, that probably does make them good at directing that kind of thing. Like, yeah, definitely fight scenes. Right. And they're very like oriented to, to leadership, but they're, but they're playful too. So I feel like people are kind of naturally drawn to them and uh, inclined to listen to what they have to say. So they'd be fun to work for. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if, if you're leader in your hospital or wherever, wherever you work, if it's the opera, then these would be the people you'd enjoy working with because they're going to be. I fun. mean, it depends on your type, you know, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> my, because they're perceivers. I mean, if you're a J and they, you know, they're trying, they have all the, you know, ideas. And, ideas. You might yeah. Be, <laughs> I mean, you maybe like ESTP people aren't um, as big of idea people, but they, they, you know, are going to have a harder time planning things and because they're so present. So having like a long-term kind of plan, if that's the type of person that you are and you're working for someone that's an ESTP that isn't interested in having a long-term plan for something, that might be frustrating to you. But okay, I think on, so on a surface level, <laughs> yeah, it just depends fun. on everyone can be a hard time and everyone can be a lot of fun. Just Well, that's the truth about everybody, yeah. right? That's the human condition. Yeah. <laughs> We all have ups and downs. Yep. All right. So did we go through all their advantages or all their strengths? Um, well, we said one? that they're yeah, skilled troubleshooters, uh, problem solvers, master problem solvers. They're they're super optimistic. Um and they are they try to be as logical as possible when making decisions and they're very streamlined um and effective. Oh, yes. And because they have tertiary FE or extroverted feeling that's in their 10-year-old, um, like the ESTJ, um, they are going to be able to present plans in a way that's really motivational and fun and keeps morale up because that's Get their that's their play in. state. Yeah. 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 And that's where the charisma, the, the charisma comes yeah, from. They can, they're good influencers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And then their weak areas are that they don't really enjoy future planning. Mm-hmm. that they get easily tired of that. They'd rather be in the moment. And so yeah. in order to keep their attention through a long project, it, it might be difficult for them. Right, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. The, the technicalities of a long-range vision are frustrating to them because it's, again, it's it's a lot of a lot of detail and a lot of focus when they're very, they're so present in the moment in their body, like thinking outside of that is, can be difficult for them. So they might have a tendency to drop a project in the middle because it just mm-hmm. gets boring. Yeah, just like the ENTP. Follow through, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. And they really like their freedom and um, they'll feel trapped in a culture um, wherever you're working that demands too much of their time. So if they're, if they're overscheduled and they don't have the freedom to be present and make um, impulsive improvisational decisions, they're going to feel a little more closed in and trapped. And that's going to be a struggle for them then. Right. They're going to, they're going to rebel against that probably unless you under, if they understand themselves and they know that's their weakness. Right. So as a leader, as a leader, you'd want to know that about yourself and then have someone on your team that is an intuitive um, advisor that can help you with the long range vision and long range planning. So maybe an intuitive J type um, would be great because they're going to be organized, but also have that like long range vision and lots of ideas. And be able okay. to help you implement that. So that yeah. is the ESTP. ESTP. Okay. So those are all now, the T types. Yeah, those were the thinkers, right? Yep. There's four thinking types. Is that what they call? They're called. Right. Four thinker. That's four extroverted thinker. Extroverted types. thinkers. Okay. I just want to make sure I get the the detail correct. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> because I am an ENFJ, and that's what we're going to talk about next. These are the yeah, feelers, that's right? right? We're moving on to the feelers, and so this is my type, ENFJ. Yeah. And Why this is called, well, uh, I'm going to talk what I know and then you can say what you know. So this okay. is called the passionate leader. Um, and that is kind of the nickname. And our strengths is extroverted feeling, or that's the way we operate. And our nickname um, that the personality hackers gave the ENFJs is harmony. So basically, yeah, extroverted feeling. That, yeah, we like to keep people happy, this type, a little bit. Yeah. Right. You okay. like to keep the group going forward. <laughs> I, I sometimes I wonder about the extroverted feeling people because they, you know, I have that as well, but I'm more one on one and you're more group oriented. And sometimes people with extroverted feeling, if there's one person that's causing disharmony, um, they're not worried about keeping everybody happy, but they're more concerned about keeping the group together and like copacetic. So sometimes that one person that's causing a problem can get like kicked from the group or that, that sometimes happens. And <laughs> We're not afraid to cut somebody. <laughs> no, I mean like they're, yeah, you're, cut you're on. Yep. Yep. It's, it seems like it's an easy thing for you guys to do. All right. So the strengths of this type are, they are charismatic, they're understanding and they're motivational. They love to encourage the team, which is so me. That's my favorite thing to do. I love making up games and silly things for people to do to keep them motivated. Yeah. Um, they like leading by example. And um, one of their primary motivations is making the world a better place. Do you want to say some of the, Sounds other, right. the other strengths? Yeah. So organized, goal-oriented. Um, they have their eye on the future all the time. They always encourage their team to work together to reach goals um, and very disciplined, focused, and concerned about taking care of their team's needs and listening to where they're coming from, like on an individual basis, which I think you definitely do. Um, yeah, probably to a fault. I mean, if if other people in this personality type are like me and they are in charge of an organization, I think, um, and we'll get to this in the weaknesses, but I think 
part of the problem with wanting to take care of all these people and keep them happy is that sometimes you spend a lot of your time just listening to everybody and trying to figure out what they're feeling and then fixing it, which doesn't always make you super effective as the leader. You can waste a lot of your time trying to, you know, if you call trying it a to waste listen of time. To everybody. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a balance for sure. But I think sometimes to a fault, you'll over overindulge in that at times. Right. So at least I find that with myself. But we do like to work hard and we don't mind getting in there with the team. Like we do yeah, not mind definitely. doing any job in the hospital, any job in the in the group. We're we're cool with that as long as it's making everybody move forward. Right. So that that's a good thing. That's a strength, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, using your so you have your secondary function, your co-pilot is introverted intuition. So you can use your intuition and your feeling together to navigate social settings well. Um, so you're going to kind of be able to perceive the general like vibe of the group and figure out, you know, like something's up here. I need to figure it out and get to the root of it so we can move forward. So if the group's unhappy, right? we can sense it and then try to. Yeah. I mean, does that sound to, right? Back to, oh, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at least. For me personally, there are times when I'm so focused on, you know, reaching the goal because it says we're goal oriented that I will forget the team. Like I'll forget to check in with their feelings Mm -hmm. until I think because it's a speed thing, you know, I'm very fast paced until it gets kind of bad, like a little bit of discourse. I won't notice because Mm -hmm. the team's moving forward. But when when multiple people or or one person's in a very bad spot or multiple people are in a kind of bad spot, then I'll pick it up. So sometimes yeah. it takes a little bit of time for me to see the subtleties. I'm not good at picking up the subtle. So I don't know I if actually, that's typical for ENFJs or well, I find it me. interesting that you say that because um, one of the negatives that they listed was that um, you allow negative situations to happen or to escalate because you avoid them, but maybe it's not because you're avoiding them because you don't sense it yet, but maybe you're just not like you're so goal oriented that you're missing it until it's, you know, bad. Or maybe, maybe I'm, I'm just, I just don't understand. Or subconsciously like, I don't want to deal with it yet. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I'm not ready to deal with the negativity. So I just ignore it until it gets bad enough. That's, so that's maybe really that, interesting. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because it says so, they dislike conflict, but you often say that, um, you know, I you like enjoy conflict. conflict. Yeah. But, but you like to solve it, right? Right. Like, you pointed that out, that I don't yeah. like the actual conflict. I like to get into it to solve it. Right. So there's a difference. To make the harmony come back. Right. I don't love the fighting, but I really love it when I can take two people that are fighting and get in the middle of it and fix it. And then it, and they hug at the end. Like that, yeah. that is everything to me. <laughs> That's awesome. I love and that. And they hug at the end. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's my feeling That's part, awesome. right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. You're like, oh, the harmony's yeah. back. Oh, everybody's happy again. Yeah. But it also says our one of our weaknesses um, or what we studied was that we focus so much on that, which I said earlier when I was talking about it, we focus so much on the personal relationships and keeping everyone happy mm-hmm. that we lose sight of the big picture. And so we're not always the top business people because we find that the people are more important than the business. Right. At least right. that's my interpretation of that. Yeah. 
Well, and you can see how that would be true and how you could see it from the other perspective. You know, if your people aren't happy, then your business might not flourish. Right. And, you know, an ENTJ might might see that and go like, well, if the business isn't flourishing, then no one is flourishing, you know? Right, right. Well, and I've said that before. I've said that to people. I'm like, oh, well, I'd rather make a little bit less money and have my people really happy because if they're happy, then they're going to be better to the clients and then we're going to make more money. So that's always been kind of my philosophy, but you Mm -hmm. can see it comes directly from my personality. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm not going to steamroll everybody to get what I want. I'm going to make sure that they're all with me and coming along. Right. So that's the that's what this ENFJ these people like me do. Yeah. So anything else about us? Oh, we we make too fast decisions. Our decisions are made too quickly. <laughs> yeah. Which is definitely So true. sometimes it's important to take time to reflect um and then come back to it and make the decision later. Which you said earlier yes. was something that you had to learn how to do. Oh, absolutely. I always say, "Okay, I need to think about this overnight before I make a decision." Because I do get so passionate in the moment. Like if I need to fire somebody, I would just run in there and fire them. And then if I go home and sleep and on it, I might it. decide not not to do that because it wasn't <laughs> the right thing. So yeah, I've I've learned that as I've aged over the years being a leader. Well, that's what so isn't that what I just said about experience. The yep. That's what exactly. I said. Like one person is is uh, poisoning the soup and you're like, you're gone instead of right. you know thinking over it and being like, Okay, how can I make this, you know, work? Exactly. Yeah. And so who are the people that can help me? Who do I need around (laughs) me? (laughs) So you're going to be helped by having an IST something um, or an INT something uh, to help see uh, in logical ways and deal with the conflict because uh, both of those types. He's one of those. Yeah, he's an ISTJ. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so he's, they're going to be more, uh, you know, cut to the point. uh, Yeah. Deal with the conflict, make the decision type people. Right. And that absolutely is true because there are many times that my husband's helped me in my leadership. Right. And they're, by making you know, introverts the too. So they're kind, they're going to, you know, they might not, uh, I don't know, they'll balance you out better when you're the, right. when you're the extrovert. Yeah. Especially for your type. Okay. So that is the ENFJ and they're amazing people. I'm just saying. <laughs> I have a lot of ENFJ friends. We like are instant, instant friends. Yeah, when I it's meet because your mom. It's because I'm your mom, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I understand that person. <laughs> I had to live with her, and and it wasn't it wasn't good for my introversion. <laughs> right? I scarred oh, you we went life. all over the place. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Poor introverted children. We did, we I have, did all I have the two I have two introverted children and an introverted <laughs> husband, and the, the poor I just drug that family everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> So, but it made you grow up to be a wonderful human. But we're intuitive children too. So we're good with the the visions and the ideas and then trying a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. At least I got that. (laughs) (laughs) I got the intuition. All right. So our next type um, is ENFP and they are called the inspirational leaders. Mm-hmm. So why don't you talk a little bit about them? So they lead, like the ENTP, they lead with extroverted intuition or exploration as the nickname. So they are also big idea people, constant idea generators. Um, they have a lot a lot going on up there all the time. Big imagination. Yeah. Um, big imagination. They have a lot of vision and passion. They're very resourceful and find innovative ways to make a difference in the world. Um, And they really like having a team of people to have brainstorming sessions with. 
that's that's probably like where, where they flourish because they're they knowing a lot of ENFPs too they like having a person there to throw their ideas at be like what do you think about this what do you think about this like um, they like to collaborate on everything yeah or just like tell you what they're thinking about they kind of have just a lot of stuff going on inside their head and they want to <laughs> <You want laughs> tell you to about it, it. yeah mm-hmm. um but they also give everyone time to speak their mind um and they can be really encouraging and uplifting they don't like to micromanage and they give their team a lot of freedom to complete uh, their tasks in their own ways. So they're kind of um, maybe laissez-faire leaders. You know, they like to give everybody their room and um, take everybody. So if you don't like to be micromanaged, this might be a good person for you to work for. Yeah, definitely. If you're a free spirit. And they're a lot of fun. ENFPs are so much fun. Um, They don't mind sharing the leadership either. And they're open to other ideas and viewpoints. So they might be a good in a partnership with another person Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. rather than being the sole leader of a place. Right. Yeah. So if you're an ESTJ that we talked about earlier that needs an intuitive on their side to see more ideas, an ENFP would be your idea person for sure. A good (laughs) co-leader. And easy to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're going to focus on the potential of each decision and how it will impact all the people involved. Okay. And their weaknesses or the things that they struggle with are prioritization. They're not good at getting the priorities straight. So I'm guessing they think everything's a priority. Yeah. It's a lot of ideas at once and they, they have yeah, so many ideas they happen. can't sort them out. <laughs> right. Okay. And they can overwork themselves because of that. So they're the type of people that they have so many ideas and so many ambitions, and they're probably the type of people that are taking like six different lessons, and they're going to all these different CEs because they want to be good at everything, mm-hmm. and they end, have a tendency to overwork. Yeah, that's true. Is or this a perfectionist type, like that no, reminds me they, of a perfectionist. They would they more lay back, I would say, than okay. Because they're not a J, they're perceiver type. So right. you know, most perceivers have a have issues with. Um, they have they have so many ideas and things that they want to do, but they have a hard time like seeing it through. Okay, so because the they, overwork is not necessarily the the getting to, of the goals. It's just that they are confused. It's as like what they oh, want and to I, do yeah, there's so many directions to go in that it's hard to choose one and stick to it and really so, you know see it so all kind the way of through. a multitasker that never gets anything done kind of thing because everything's important but nothing's getting yeah they done. can struggle with that yeah yeah that's one of their struggles okay. Um, so sometimes they've got the, the procrastination or unfinished project things. Mm-hmm. Um, so their, their vision, they have vision, but they're not, it's not the follow through that they have trouble with the follow through. Yeah. I'm like they, right. they'll see the, like maybe the end or what they want it to be, but have, yeah, have a lot of trouble, trouble with getting like, there. how do I, you know, build the letter to get there the and steps. what are the steps? Okay. Yeah. So what's the type that would be good to help them get there? To do, build the so ladder. So having an SJ, of course. Ah. <laughs> Those, Those magical SJs, SJs. keep us, you know, tied to the ground. Us intuitives, they yeah, <laughs> they're the little they string rang, on our wrangle us in. <laughs> Sometimes they're kind of. I think they're the wet blankets. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the SJ again. Right. There's some SJs that are like, all right, just like tell me what you're thinking, and I'll help you do it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so an SJ advisor will help keep them prioritized and keep track of the details so that they can be the free spirit type that they are. 
Which we want to keep. We like that free spirit stuff, Of right? course. Yeah, yeah. but you're, if you're going to struggle to, you know, see your ideas through, it's, you know, having an SJ there to be like, okay, so here are the things that we need to do and let's figure out how to do them. Yeah. It's, so it's you so can helpful. delegate some of that, some of those yep. ideas. Okay. So that is the ENFP. Anything else about them? Mm. They're right. awesome people. Yeah. All these people are awesome. Yes, they are. All the humans. We need them all. Okay, so the next one is the ESFJ. And these are nicknamed the generous leader. And yep. this is another harmony type. Yep. Yeah, they lead with extroverted feeling. Okay. But they are in the SJ community. What does that mean? The Sentinels. So, um, like, like I said before, they um, are very tradition-oriented, doing it the way it's been done, the way that works. Um organized they like a plan they like the details okay. um so they're really encouraging and charismatic hard working i always think of the esfjs as like i don't know like the party planner mom type like they oh, have the yeah. perfect instagram and the birthday party with all of the cute That's things the person that go i always together. wanted to be yeah i always <laughs> they're really good at mom <laughs> they know all the details i always thought say- i was that mom but i never was <laughs> I could plan the party, but, but it was you never took this quite everywhere. Right. It was so much better. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You okay. So right. this is this is the Martha Stewart mom kind of person. Yeah, definitely kind of Martha Stewart type type people. They like yeah. Um okay. you know, or or dad. There's or, all yeah. kinds of USFJs. No discrimination, right? No. I just always think anyone. of them as the people that have like I have the color coded planner with the highlighters and the like yeah, it's all very, very they nice. Have all and the perfect. right accessories and their hair is yeah. right. And yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So they're very hardworking. They're awesome. They have a uh, lot of compassion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. They really know how to bring people together um, and make sure everybody's taken care of and heard. Uh, they really like the team oriented uh, uh, style of leadership and they are servant leaders. So they're, they're ha- happy to put their, the needs of the team ahead of their own. Um, they deal with a lot of kindness and clarity and they ha- they're happy to help others in a crisis. Um, but they're also task oriented. So they're, they're SJs. So they're going to take that task and they're going to get it done. Like they have the focus. Which is great. So they have good yeah. follow through. Right. Okay. And the things that they struggle with is that they have difficulty with the long range planning. So they're better at the short term tasks yeah yeah they can get bogged down in the um, right yeah they they can they can focus on the details so much that maybe they lose sight of what the end product is supposed to be and they they're into harmony this is that another we talked about that earlier this this is a harmony one so sometimes the harmony comes before the actual objective of the task or the the goal they will put harmony first this also makes me think of um like Monica Geller on Friends. Yes. Yes. <laughs> She's absolutely. Type. She definitely is. Yeah. Yep. That's funny. That's a good one. Like I made this game that you will all have fun doing and we're going to do it because I did it. You know, it's <laughs> like, it. that's not what we wanted to do. <laughs> but she's trying to keep them happy. Right. Exactly. The goal was so everyone is going to have fun, but they're going to have fun doing the thing that I planned. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So who do they need to balance them? Um, so it's, they're, they're good to have an advisor that is an intuitive or a thinking type, or maybe both. 
um, that helps them work out the big picture vision and balance their need for harmony with the logical processes. Okay. So they can deal with the happy people like planning details thing and they have someone else that can come up with the logical object yeah the objections to you know well that's not going to work because it's not logical whereas this person just wants everybody to have a good time and be happy and things to be done right yeah am i right yeah okay so anything else about the esfj no i mean they're very natural leaders and people are drawn to them so i think it's a it's an easy thing for them to do but yeah, yeah how, they're, they're could, very charisma. They've got all the charisma. Yeah. They're lot, just natural, like, like party planners and vision implementers. <laughs> like your wedding planner type people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah they have a schedule and a plan and it's going to get done. So all right. They're really I reliable. That. I need one of those. I need those Super as my reliable. secretary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do good at keeping I'm me still an intuitive. Yeah. Okay, so is this our last one? All right, uh, yeah, we're the extroverts. So. Okay, so the last one is the ESFP. And these are nicknamed the charismatic leaders. And so what about them? So I always think of the ESFP people. I mean, if the e- ESFJ people like a party, like the ESFP people really like a party. <laughs> they are the they, party. <laughs> they are a good time. Yeah. All <laughs> the time. Very charismatic. And they, they also like the ESTP have extroverted sensing. Um, so they're, they're pre- all about um, the experience. Yeah. Present in their bodies. Like it's, it's here and now and what we're doing and what we're feeling. And um Yeah. They, they really so they're love honest, that. they're compassionate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really the likable, the fun, loving. Yeah, yeah, fun, loving, like inspiring. Fun. Um, they have they have uh, introverted intuition too, so they um, that makes them really able to see a lot of different perspectives and um, be really charismatic with the people. Um, and they don't mind change. These aren't your people that whine when you change something. They probably, no, they <laughs> I think they're party. like happy for they're the like, change. Let's change it every day. Yeah. Let's change how we do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're yeah. really in tune with the needs of their team, uh, get excited about new stuff, new opportunities, and um, but they also don't mind getting into the trenches to get the job done and connect with people. Yeah, as um, long as it's part, of, it's part of that. They're working with someone else that's yeah. to kind of lift everybody up and be excited. Yeah, they're real like and- cheerleader types. They're very, very excited, like, let's do it, enthusiastic, optimistic. Um, yeah, people that make the most of the moment. So these might be the people that are planning lunches and let's all go out and get ice cream and maybe those kind of people that you yeah, work with. Yeah, yeah, definitely like improvisational. So if they're your leader, it might moment. be fun, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're very logical and then it might not be as fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you need a plan. Yeah. Um, well, okay, what else about them? So, yeah, they think about how their decisions will align with their values and impact people. So yeah, they have that um, introverted feeling in there too. And how do I feel? How, introverted how feeling is like me? your morals and your values and like how yeah. does that feel right to me? That's their uh, secondary function. Okay. So that plays a, plays a role in how they uh, interact with people. Okay. Yeah. And, and their weaknesses could be? Uh, so they're free spirits, which is a great thing. Um, and the, but they don't like to be tied down or deal with to do lists. So having a, so they a big probably schedule. Wouldn't be, 
Yeah, that you wouldn't want yeah. them making your schedule or doing your inventory or Right. That probably right. wouldn't be as fun. Well, as a leader there, you're if you if this is your type, you're gonna want to delegate that to someone else. Because if you are stuck being tied down and trying to make the plan and do the to-do list, you might not be as effective because it's gonna put you in um, you know, a less effective state. So that's not your strength. Um, you're going to struggle with long-term commitments unless it stirs uh, your values and compassion for people. And they, and they sometimes lose the objectivity because of the fact that they're, they're worried more about the people than the actual business, kind of like we said mm-hmm. with my yeah. type. Right. Um, they're good at spontaneous problem solving, but they might struggle with focusing extensively on the future. So in the moment, fixing things might be good, but maybe if there's a more long-term foreseeable problem, um, you might want to have someone on your team that can help you uh, work towards solving that uh, so that you don't get bogged down with the, the long-term uh, okay. part of that. And who do they need to help them? So if they're really determined to be in leadership, it's important to have intuitive or thinking friends uh, who can help with the theoretical big picture side of planning things. And pull them away from the fun, the party. Well, it's more so that they can still be in the moment and present, you know, so that they can fix, they can put out the small fires and lead in that way. But having some someone running things in the background who can be planning big picture things um, Perfect, would be yeah. super helpful. Yeah, that makes for that sense. Type. Okay, cool. But yeah, they're going to be right. really good at morale so... and cheerleading and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah I, those that are, sounds are fun. I wouldn't. I like those people on my They're team. fun types. Yeah. We need they're hard to like catch that, up because they're always out running around. They're busy. <laughs> <laughs> they're on the go. Party all, all the right. time. So anything else we want to say about the extroverted leaders? So I think what we'll do is we'll finish up here for this podcast, but then we'll do the introverts. Yeah. And they're all near and dear to your heart. And me That's too. That's true. I love all the introverts because I have so <laughs> many in my family. <laughs> extroverts always friends. like scoop up all the introverts and become friends with them. And try to so make them like extroverts. <laughs> <laughs> we try to turn them into extroverts, even though it doesn't really work. All right. Anything else you want to say about Myers-Briggs in general in relationship to leadership? Um, I just, I think the, the main thing with the extroverts is you're, you know, you'll probably have an easier time getting people to like be drawn to you. Um, and you'll, you're maybe uh, more naturally inclined to taking a leadership position. Um, but also, you know, being aware of, of the people around you and using those people to your, to your strengths, um, or to fill in your weaknesses is, is super important. And, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say? Well, too? I would just encourage being an extrovert and understanding how we can bowl people over in certain aspects, maybe just my personality, but some of these. I would encourage you, if you are an extrovert and you do want to be in a position of leadership, to really understand your own personality type so you know what your weaknesses are because that is so key to getting the right team of people around you and then appreciating the introverts around you. Because I think so many extroverts don't understand why introverts are so important to us. Like (laughs) seriously, like in a way, extroverts need introverts to, to help them, you know, understand 
what's going on more inside rather than outside because we're so outer focused that yeah those are the things are that we can inner each other. focused right so yeah. I think just understanding that if you're an extrovert and you have a lot of introverts around you which is natural in the veterinary profession a lot of people that work in veterinary hospitals are introverted and that's why they right. turn to this profession because the animals are they relate more to that than the people sometimes I think just understanding that that those people are super valuable and then when we talk about the the introverts on the next podcast, really embracing that so you can understand them. So if you are an in, an extrovert listening to this podcast, listen to the introvert podcast, because if you can understand those people, you can work with them so much better. Right. And then if you're listening to this and you're an introvert, understand the extroverts and why we do what we do. We're not just mean. We're not just bulldozing you over. It's We just might not understand that we need you <laughs> and, and your values. So you know, make sure you, you, it goes both ways. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I think just yeah. understanding people. That's why I love personality profiling is just understanding people makes teams so much more effective and it makes life more fun. Yeah. And really also I would say like coming from in any leadership position, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, um, it's important to know. I mean, the way that we listed this off is that you do have strengths and you do have weaknesses and it's not all up to you to take everything on and be like the ultra leader. Like right. part of being a good leader is recognizing that you have weaknesses and then having people on your team that you understand and that understand you that can help you, um, you know, be the most effective leader that you possibly can be based on your personality type. Yeah. Putting people around you that are better at than you at certain things is, is key. Yeah. It only makes you stronger and makes right. them stronger. And it's, you know, it's good yeah. for everybody. And, and I think some leaders don't get that. They think that everybody has to be lesser than in order for them to be a leader. And it's so untrue. Right. So, all right. right. So thanks so much for being on the podcast. It's really fun. Of course. I can't wait for I the next one. It. Yeah. We're going to do one on introverts. So introvert stay time. tuned and we'll be talking about all the introverts on the next podcast. Thanks for joining me, Bridge. Awesome. Bye, everybody. Oh, do you want to do you want to um, promote your your production company real quick? Sure. Want people to go to your yeah. Tell them what yeah, you're doing. So I have a brand new website. I don't think you tell, yeah, it's something new. Yeah, I have a brand new website for my um, alternate ego career <laughs> production. Um, you yeah, production company. Right? Yeah, my production company, Bridget Capel Productions. It's BridgetCapelProductions.com, um, and I do photography, videography, and design. So for all of your production needs, I am there for you. Yeah. If you have a website you're working on or social media, there's all kinds of stuff that she can do. And yeah, I'm super into, you know, coming with up, coming up with a, um, like a suite of pictures that you can put on your website. So it all goes together and is cohesive and shows your personality or even having a really cool cover video, um, which I have an example of on my website. So yeah, check it out. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. And in this time of COVID, when there's less opera singing on stage, there's yeah, more time I to do this. I have my other right? thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really yeah, cool. It's okay. Thank you so much. So visit Bridget's website, all of her websites. You can visit my <laughs> website at juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. Send us any feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll see you next week with the introverts. Awesome. All right. Have a good week. Bye. Bye, Bridge. Bye.